grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from Matthew, and Jesus said these words, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Dear friends of Christ, in her middle 40s, Sue became a Christian. And she was baptized as an adult, which is a rare thing. And that was a great day for her when she came to the waters of holy baptism and they poured God's name on her head. The grace of God was poured upon her and she rejoiced. It was, a, it was the happiest day of her life. But then came Monday, the most difficult day of her life. You see, on Monday, she met her dad, her father, who hated Christianity and thought Christians were weak and a bunch of idiots for believing that somebody on the other side of the world 2,000 years ago can die and save their soul for all eternity, and he was baffled that his daughter would be so gullible as to believe the lie. And so he mocked her. He belittled her faith. He belittled her. Imagine what Sue must have felt. And then we have the Lutheran Hour with all their stories Uh, One story tells about a woman from another country who was listening to the Lutheran Hour speaker on the radio, and over time, it piqued her interest about Jesus. So she started reading the Bible, and soon she found that she possessed this faith in this Jesus. Unfortunately, she had a problem. She came from a family of Muslims. How was she going to tell her family? Would her family reject her? Would her family disown her? Now, I want you to think about those two women. And think about what they endured to confess Christ. Think about what they sacrificed for their souls to be saved as we consider our theme Christ saves and divides. Jesus sent his disciples on a missionary journey. They were to go out and preach the gospel. It wasn't going to be easy. Before they departed, Jesus gave them warning and said, you're going to go out. There's going to be conflict. You're going to go out, there's going to be division. You're going to go out people aren't going to like you, and they're not going to like the message that you share. In fact, because they hate the message, they're going to hate you because of me. Mission work would not be pleasant. The people would reject. They would preach peace but they'd feel the sort of rejection. Remember, Jesus told them, Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. 
Now that sounds confusing because I thought Jesus did come to bring peace. I thought that as Isaiah said, he is the Prince of Peace because that's what Isaiah named him, the Prince of Peace. And wasn't it old man Simeon who in the temple when Jesus was just a baby held him in his arms and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which has come to all people. Even, I, even Jesus himself died that we might have peace. And he told us directly, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you? The great apostle Paul also talks about the peace of Christ. The peace of being justified, declared holy and righteous though we're sinners. The, that, that act of, of being declared righteous before God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sounds like we have peace. As believers, we love possessing that peace of Christ, that righteousness that comes through the blood of Jesus. That knowledge that our, sal sal our salvation is not dependent upon my obedience or my failure to keep the commandments, but my salvation is found in the righteousness and the perfection of Christ. And that's the message we proclaim, isn't it? That's the salvation we cling to. But I want you to think about the two women. The two women who were rejected on account of their profession of this faith. The two women who made a bold statement, believing in Jesus, and as they did, as we know, this message is not always welcome. Especially in our day of political correctness, where people defend every sin and all kinds of lawlessness as good. They say there is no law of God. Yes, the Christian message divides. And Jesus warned us. He told us it would. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A person's enemies will be those of his own household. In high school, I had a friend. And he became my evangelism project. He was Jewish. He believed that a Messiah would come. And that intrigued me. How could a Jewish person miss the Messiah? And so I spent a lot of time with him. And I pulled out all kinds of Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah and showed that these Old Testament prophecies pointed to Jesus. We spent a lot of time talking about the Bible and God. And before too long, he confessed. I believe that the Messiah is Jesus. I was ecstatic. But then he said, I can't believe in him. I can't. And I asked him why he couldn't. And he said, because my family would never speak to me again. 
they'd kick me out of the house. Where would I go? What would I do? I didn't have an answer for him. Can you see his problem? He saw the blessing. He saw the Messiah. He saw the salvation. He knew the promised one had come. He knew that his sins were washed away by the blood of Christ. He saw the peace, but he couldn't grab it. He refused the peace. Now, I don't know if he eventually confessed his faith or not. But you see the problem. Faith can divide. But for you and I, the division is worth the price of admission. Because I'm ready to die for Christ rather than lose my faith. And last week, a couple weeks ago, we had our confirmants, and they all stood before the rail here, and they said, I will rather die than walk away from the faith. Why? Because I know he's a prince of peace. I know my sin is great. Isaiah says, but your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. However, in Christ, my curse has been lifted. In Christ, my sin nature has been washed away and placed on Jesus and placed on the cross. Martin Luther talked about the joy of our salvation. In his hymn, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. But God has seen my wretched state before the world's foundation. And mindful of his mercies great, he planned for my salvation. He turned to me a father's heart. He did not choose the easy part, but gave his dearest treasure. He gave Jesus to wash away my sin. He gave Jesus to put on me the robe of righteousness so I'm set free from the curse of the law and the curse of sin and death and makes me righteous in the blood of Jesus. And that brings me peace. But what happens when people don't want to hear the message? What happens when people you love, people that are so dear to your heart and you want for everything inside of you, for them to live forever in this peace that you possess in Christ. And they reject it. They reject the only hope of their salvation. Do you share the message of Jesus with them? What do you do? Or do you keep quiet and keep silent so that there's no division, so that there's no sword, You see, you have a choice. You can choose to keep silent or you can choose to bring it up and choose to save a soul that you love. Do you see the problem? And maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you have a family member who has wandered away. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a son or daughter and they've wandered away from the faith. Two things can happen. You can remind that straying son or daughter about Jesus once again. And you know the words you're going to hear. Come on, Mom, you're not going to bring that topic up again, are you? Really. 
think we've had enough about that topic. But Jesus is clear this morning, isn't he? If you want to share the peace of Jesus with others, be ready for a war. You can choose division. Or you can choose to remain silent. To keep the peace. But Jesus comes and he lays down the law. Jesus comes and he heaps on guilt. He says, anyone who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Listen, you love your parents, you love your children. You love your job. You love your possessions, you love your husband, you love your wife. But all those things that we love are secondary to Jesus because we know the first commandment, love God above all things. Put God first. And we have this tension in us then. We have this conflict in us. Paul writes about this tension and conflict, this struggle. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and as you admonish one another with all wisdom. Indeed, Christ's message brings conflict. There is joy in the cross of Christ. But there is conflict in the cross. There is assurance of salvation. But there is a burden of sharing that salvation with others. And listen, if you plan to share the salvation that Jesus has given to you with somebody that you love and you want to see in heaven for all eternity, prepare for battle. Be ready to take up your cross and follow Jesus, as our text says. And know this, Jesus says, whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. There's a powerful force that, that wages inside of us, a battle in each of us. It's a battle in our souls. It's this daily knowledge that when we wake up in the morning we're supposed to be sharing our faith with somebody living for christ we are the message of christ we are the hands of christ we are the the feet of christ his voice and the church stands or falls on our willingness to share the message But there's another battle going on in our souls, a completely different battle. It's that daily battle to drown our sins, to drown our daily desires that desire to break the commandments of the Lord. And it's that daily battle to live our life for Jesus. It creates a tension, a struggle, this desire to take up your cross and follow Jesus. This is the way Paul describes our faith struggle. So I say to you, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. 
Live by the Holy Spirit. Don't gratify. You won't, you won't gratify those desires. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit desires what is contrary to my sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. Our sin nature is in conflict with the things of God. Paul says it this way, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Well, good. And if we are children of God, then heirs. Good. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Good. Provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. In Psalm 51, we pray, this is tough, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. It's a war. But oh, what a blessing it is to know we win. (laughs) What a blessing it is to know that Jesus fought the battle for us. We don't have to fight sin and death. Jesus did. And He won. And we live in that victory. So yes, there is division in Christ. But in Christ there's also unity. In Christ there is one body. All the people who come to Him are made one in Christ, united as forgiven saints. And we have this daily battle, this struggle to live for Jesus. To share the word, to follow in his ways. His daily struggle to share our faith. And Jesus says, he who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. You receive the faith, and you receive Jesus. You receive Jesus, and you receive the Heavenly Father. You receive the Heavenly Father, and you receive peace. Peace that lasts forever. Yes, there is division in Christ. We may be united, but our message is not welcome. Not well received. However, if you take up your cross and follow this Jesus who gives you peace, you'll be ready to share your faith when the moment comes at all cost. Listen, if you give a child a cold cup of water, that child will smile. And thank you. Likewise, Jesus said, whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. And someday we're going to get to see those smiles in heaven. I had a friend who was a pastor. And he came from a family of unbelievers, especially his father an ardent atheist, never could understand why his son would want to enter into the ministry. And that pastor would talk about his faith with his father throughout his whole life. And his father would come and visit and go to church and sit there and just grumble until it came time for this man to die. Just before he died, he confessed Jesus as his Lord and Savior. The pastor was overjoyed because he loved his father. And he knew 
He knew his father would be smiling for all eternity. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.